Well, this has been interesting. Welcome back, Tasty Meeting listeners, to a very, very overdue season finale of Taste of Meaning. I am joined by amazing, talented, intelligent co-host Charlie. What's up? I got a mic muffler now. <laughs> I, I could I could scream at the mic and, and not have it sound like garbage. So I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah, it was funny. We were like debriefing before this and like Charlie was getting excited and it wasn't hurting my ears like before because it can it like it contains the sound. So I'm like, yes, we can be passionate. We've arrived. We took us what a couple three seasons <laughs> <laughs> to get here. Uh, well, no, you, you you had a fucking muffler that you didn't tell me about. <laughs> it's because like and like obviously you can't see my my whole setup, but I use that muffler as a hat stand. So my hats are covering it and I don't, and I can't physically see it, but I just know it's here. Yeah. Yeah. So bougie, right? Having a second microphone as a hat stand. Yeah. That must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. But to get back on track, it has been a hot minute and we apologize. We have been very busy with our careers and personal life, and we are excited to bring you a proper season finale, you know, this episode has been years in the making almost because we brought back two guests who recently opened up their own restaurant, Oakland. The restaurant is called Padron Grill, and it was opened by our dear friends Chase and Chef Rob, as well as one of our next dear friends, Miguel, which we're hoping to one day <laughs> get a, a face to the name. It's going to be a hard one. Chase, Chase warned us. He's a tough sell, but uh, don't want to not show him the credit he deserves these guys are amazing they're talented they're so dedicated and passionate to their crafts and we are really excited to hear more about the drone grill and to see what they have to offer but yeah we are excited to bring a proper season finale and you know charlie you want to go more in depth about the little break we had beforehand and the break we're going to take afterwards yeah so i mean definitely we we had a bit of a break just because uh you know we were planning for our travels which we'll talk about at the end of this episode and then also we're planning ahead for the the next season getting our guests together reaching out so yeah i I know we're going to be taking our off season pretty soon the next couple months and we'll be back in the fall but with this episode you're you're definitely going to get a great episode of uh, myself talking with Chase and Chef Rob about, you know, just what led them up to uh, opening up for Drone Grill, you know, all the work that goes into sourcing their food, being able to have their pop-ups, and then also being able to now uh, operate for Drone Grill um, at an established place. And so you all get a great conversation um, with that. And then from there, afterwards, we'll be able to talk about just the taste of meeting food travels that we had Marthy and I with some of our other guests of on taste of meeting. So stay tuned for that at the end of the episode. Yeah. See y'all in a bit. Have you ever wondered, wow, that was an amazing conversation they had on the podcast. Honestly, I have more thoughts. So you can actually tell us your thoughts by using the Q and a section on Spotify when listening to taste of meeting. That's right. You can actually visit that Q&A section on each of our episodes where we have a Q&A posted and you can respond to the question itself or you can let us know what happened to the podcast and if you had any further thoughts. So be sure to check out Spotify and you can visit that Q&A section for Tasty Mini episodes moving forward. Thank you. All right. So welcome back Tasty Meaning. We got our fellas back from... You know, of course, y'all remember from the past couple episodes of our podcast, uh, we got Chase, we got Rob, some of our higher listenership episodes, if y'all will. Um, 
we definitely wanted to bring him back because now they've established Padrone and we've been talking about Padrone um, for a while now. So I wanted to turn it, bring them on and turn it to, to them to really talk about what's what's been going on. How has it been so far with Padrone? Uh, first of all, thanks for having us back. Um, hope your audience isn't sick of us. Uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> thanks for uh, letting us swing back around and kind of give you guys an update. Uh, and, and, you know, we appreciate your platform first and foremost. But to kind of answer your question, uh, it's been quite an experience since our, our last episode, um, you know, how just life hit you in general. And, um, you know, once again, the ideation guys back. So bringing something that's intangible to making it tangible, it, it becomes a Herculean task, okay. but you, you gain and grow from it. Um, and hopefully we can divulge on that and, and your listeners can get something useful that they can make applicable to their lives and whatever mm -hmm. they're facing. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Rob? What, what are some takeaways that you have from kind of the journey so far? You know, um, this journey so far um, has just kind of taught me that just because you did something one time doesn't mean it's going to be the same experience um, for better or worse. But um, it's this so far has shown me how to be resilient and what it really means to say I'm doing everything I can. <laughs> yeah. That feels like a very common feeling for a lot of folks, I would imagine, just like just doing everything and and sometimes like feeling as if like you're doing a lot of things all at once. And yeah. and sometimes it could feel like, oh shit, like I'm doing a lot of things all at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um one of my favorite things that when I, when, when y'all were getting started, like I was always on like sort of your Instagrams kind of seeing like how, how things were picking up, you know, the photos of the food, the, um, the videos of just kind of the people there, like, what was that process? Like, just kind of like the initial stages of when, when you're all were opening. I uh, back to pop-up days or. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, well, I, this is the, the founder and brain trust and, the vision, uh, Rob, you guys can't see him, but I just pointed <laughs> to him. But, um, but in essence, man, this, this all started from uh, Rob just thinking out loud and, and divulging that information and all the concepts with friends, first and foremost. And um, obviously, you know, we've touched on, on Miguel and Rob's friendship, but it was just him thinking out loud. It was very abstract at first. And then as time began to, to pass, things started to become more I guess you can say like linear. So where there are things to target. Um, and then just, I guess, through Rob gaining his momentum and, and, and building off of his, his other runs and other successes, um, Miguel kind of being the prodigal son returning back home and um, having that availability and that time to finally collaborate with Rob. Um, it was just, it, once again, this whole thing may be based around timing and how you are in control and not in control of things, right? But mm -hmm. And then me just floating around being a friend, you know, that's honestly, I just got blessed to be plugged in with these guys. But um, it, it really was just Rob thinking out loud. And then that turned into some like, you know, R&D and kind of testing and um, figuring things out. And then that led to these guys just being like, let's jump off the cliff and test all the, these concepts with pop-ups. So um, working on that menu for a whole year and understanding what it would be like to source the ingredients, assembly, presentation, overall aesthetics, 
Um, it, it really was a, a real project that we were able to let the public in and see from time to time and get their snapshots and their experiences. Man, yeah, doing like, uh, we did about four to five pop-ups in 2021. Um, and we were all in Southern California. So it went from, you know, how do you do a pop-up in a city that you're not from? Um, how do you just get products from, you know, your house uh, up to, you know, this restaurant that you've never worked and operated in? Um, so it was like, okay, we did that. Um, you know, we didn't have any money for marketing or anything or anybody following us on any social network. So you know, we just posted, you know, and kind of just utilized just family and friends that we knew in the city of Oakland and just, you know, the Bay Area to like, okay, we did that. Cool. Uh, we made our money back, you know, and nobody was profiting a whole bunch, but we, we paid for our gas money and our, mm -hmm. our food costs. And it's like, okay, let's do this again. And instead of doing tacos, let's do bowls. Um, and so we do it again. And it's like, okay, now how do we do this, but not drive? Okay, so how do we fly into town and not have a vehicle um, and not bring any product with us? Uh, you know, so it's like, okay, we did that. Um, you know, we flew in, we utilized a, a friend that I knew from 10 years ago, my Serbian friend, shout out to Rami, picked us up from the, air, the airport. Luckily, he didn't have too much going on and like took us to Smart and Final and, you know, uh, just places to kind of pick up, to pick up all our ingredients and then, you know, me and Miguel are kind of going in after the restaurant closes and prepping uh, overnight and getting a couple hours of sleep, if that, and then just going rolling right into our pop-up day. Um, so that was just a whole learning process to not only test our food out in a city, again, that we're not from, um, to doing it differently every time, whether it be driving or flying. Mm -hmm. um, so that was just a whole learning experience, even, you know, reaching out to like say vegan food bloggers and being like can you just come and eat and just give us your opinion yeah. so it was really good just like not only testing testing the product but for us it was like don't just eat the food show up and say bye it's just like can you think about and reflect on the food you know what did you like you know this girl gave us like a whole um a whole page write-up breaking down each taco i love that yeah, i love that <laughs> textures in this were cool i didn't like this sauce with this and so you know being in this industry everything is opinion based which probably everything in life is but you know people will give like with food this product people will take a bite and be like all right i don't like this sauce with this or you know this is cold or this texture isn't cool or you know so it's just so funny looking back to where we are now not that that was a long time ago um and just seeing Feels stuff like and, and being like <laughs> Ooh, why we do that? Yeah. Or, oh, this looks <laughs> whack. Or you know what I mean? I thought this was so good, um, and it and you know we could do better. And so it's cool to like see and just challenge ourselves with our progression, whether it be uh, utilize using this cilantro um, to Miguel, the mastermind of this food, being like, no, we need to use this cilantro, and let me tell you why. Mm -hmm. um, and then actually putting that on a taco and being like, wow, I see the difference. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. No, but, and, but everything, I mean, even down to, you know, understanding of how we want our content to look, right? So that's even well thought out, you know, like forcing Rob to be somewhere at a particular time of day to, to capture 
the type of look we want aesthetically. So, hey man, you know, in order for you to, to get the high contrast, hard shadow look, you should probably be in the middle of nowhere, high heat at two o'clock in the afternoon. And right, so, you know, whether that's Rob out in a remote location shooting and I'm on FaceTime and we're just collaborating on how to walk through things or, or you know, set things up and capture the, the image we want. Um, it's been really just meticulously being hands-on and uh, you've heard me say this before, but failing forward, that's something that we really espouse and believe in. Um, and then the whole goal is to laugh at our, our previous work, you know, with like this disgust and shame of how, how much we become so much better, you know? So if you look at our early posts, you know, in our minds, we're like, yeah, we're on to something. Now we're like, ill. So we're, we're looking forward to doing that in the next few months about what we're doing now. So um, even when it comes down to picking, like Rob said, our ingredients into plating and the actual type of plates we use and um, textures, colors, you know, um, all those things matter in essence from uh, being in our head to actually making it come to fruition because we think things through and through. So that image is well thought out all the way down to post-production. Yeah. Um, that, that, that cilantro Rob mentioned is thought out all the way down to someone picking it in the kitchen space, you know? So um, we really utilize those pop-ups to like build awareness amongst those in the community, but most importantly, to build this honest metric of measuring where we really are, if we are anywhere. Um, and we were able to transition to do some private events as well to test some things that haven't been released to the public yet. Um, and that was really interesting to see if we could master sit down concepts as well. So we're always kind of testing, poking and prying uh, essentially because the work's never really done. Um, and the day you feel like it's done, you've actually written yourself off and salary capped yourself. So you might as well get out of the business. Um, but uh, that helped us kind of really elevate uh, not just the, the, the actual mill and the product, but um, elevate the experience that people can get now from having a product on a regular basis mm -hmm. or somewhat regular basis now. It, it's helped us with how we engage with our consumers. It's helped us understand how the consumers really are in this market now that we're operating more than one day out of the uh, month or week or the year, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, it's, it's expanded so much. I mean, you know, I know we only get like an hour, but hopefully we can unpack, but just in essence, man, it's giving you this 30,000 foot view. Um, and also it helped you take a few steps back away from being so close to the elephant, right? Yeah. So um, in such a short span of time, it, it's felt like we've done what, maybe two lifetimes now? Man. Yeah. Man. <clears throat> yeah. And, and you know what, what's interesting, I, I, I've been, I, I listen to a lot of other podcasts as well. And one of them I, I like to listen to is the, like the Dave Chang podcast. And with him, like he brought up an interesting thing recently that I was kind of playing back in my mind and kind of seeing how it relates to our conversation is sort of this idea of, you know, while some people may, you know, aspire for that perfection or whatnot, it, it almost doesn't feel human. It almost doesn't feel like it's sort of humanity because mm -hmm. humanity is meant to be imperfect. You know, there are instances where that, there's that imperfect aspect to it. And I think about that even from like, a, from a podcasting standpoint, from a content creating standpoint, where like, I get too wrapped up in like, I have to create something perfect. I have to put out there something perfect. And if I do put at that something perfect, 
does it really represent what humanity is and what humanity gravitates towards? And so like, I wonder on your guys' like, and like, how do you all interplay with perfection and, and what you're striving for? Or do you just kind of, like you said, like, go with it, you know, we fail forward, we kind of roll with the punches, we, we, we um, innovate and um, uh, iterate from there. Like, how do you all how do you all sort of view perfection or just the imperfections? Um, I always looked at like perfection as being complete. Mm. And I don't really think you you get to that unless you're really done. Like, I don't think we our lives aren't perfect until the day we die. You've done mm. everything. And so um, for us, we're constantly like we're constantly changing. We're constantly adding like I'm so scared. You know, Miguel's executive chef. This is food brain to be like. I'm like, does this have too much vinegar? I think it has too much vinegar, but like, I don't want to say it, you know, and for him to take offense, like what it is, isn't great. Nobody's complained about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're always receptive to just honesty amongst our group. And I think that is what is the catalyst to have us keep changing and refining um, things. It's like, we take one week's of data and be like, nobody bought a lot of this. Like, yeah. do we need to move this? And, you know, we, 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 we took our first month and we're like, we saw a taco and say it was 22 tacos compared to 100. And we're like, you know, nah. And some people could look like, why'd you take that off? Mm -hmm. I, this was my favorite taco, you know? And for us, it was just like, mm, I think it could be better when we all eat uh, amongst ourselves in the back. It's like, do we eat that? Well, if we're not eating that, then how can we expect it? We know it's good. We know it, it may not be on a lot of menus. Mm -hmm. um, we, this was something that we sold all last year in our pop-ups and we're like, you know what, this could move. And I think for us, as far as our menu, like we realized that we're gonna constantly be tweaking it and changing it and adding to it. And anybody that's been in the space with us, our menu has, we have been to FedEx and gotten a revision to the menu dang near every week that we've yeah, been in there. We dang. changed a drink. We added a drink. We took a taco off. We added bowls, you know. Added new appetizers. We added appetizers, you know what I mean? So for us, it keeps things exciting. And then obviously, I was listening to a uh, to a chef, uh, a Grant uh, podcast that Miguel put me on. And he was just talking about how the first time you do something it it's it's never going to be as good as the last time you do it or mm. you know mm. repetition so it's like if we roll something out we're like yeah this is it and, and you know two weeks later three weeks later the next day we're like nah it, it can be better and so mm. i think having that imposter syndrome um uh one of the books we read in the book club charlie i think it yeah. may have been uh think again yep Yep. Um, that how the imposter syndrome can kind of fuel you, fuel you to keep working harder and just, you know, maybe this isn't good enough, you know, let me, and I know that might not translate for everybody, but for us, um, for me personally, I feel like it, it constantly has you questioning and, and tasting food, tasting our product and being like, mm, I don't know, this could be better until the day we're like, no, nothing needs to change about this. Mm -hmm. And so I think, that's gonna, you know, keep fueling innovative innovation with us. I mean, we're we're gonna roll another something else out this week. Um, you know, we're just it's. I think for us, it'll be boring doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. So until something's like this staple where people are like, "Why did you guys, you know, change this?" I think 
there's going to be this, you know, this constant, you know, tweaking and peaking until we feel like it's, it's really, really good. It's never yeah. going to be perfect. But, um, you know, you look at uh, the number one restaurant in the world, 11 Madison Park. Uh, last year, they're just like, we're going vegan. And we don't care what you guys have to say about yeah. it. If you don't want to come back, whatever. And so, you know, I love that um, kind of like they're, where they're now challenged to do things they've never done before. And so for us, um, I think we're just going to keep giving ourselves that challenge uh, because nothing's ever perfect because, um, you know, yeah. that's not human. No. But then but then you also have to be realistic and realize anything in the anything involving creativity man like you have to respect imperfection and perfection like the, the contrast of the two are really needed and necessary for you to understand what the hell you're doing so if you don't see something that's flawed how can you identify how to make it flawless so mm-hmm. that goes along with being a creative like you have to respect both you know the contrast helps you grow and identify what your perfection is and what your what your look is what your sound is what your taste is what whatever it may be so I'm, I never have a, an issue. I'm very persnickety. I'm very meticulous, but I, I like that weirdness of like genius and insanity, that battle, you know, um, because it constantly keeps you in the space of evolving. Um, and you have to respect the fact that that comes along with creating anything. Like you don't want to neglect it. Um, that's your metric. That's your growth. That's your sign of like, this is where I was this is where I am now. Um, and you know, creativity is in constant flux. So you never want to be in a static position anyway, you know, uh, you just don't want that thought process to make to become an impediment, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do, you do need both. So I love having to battle those two um, and kind of deal with the imperfections of whatever I'm creating to understand what is perfect to me. <laughs> let me tell you we got this one thing on the menu it's uh we wrote out uh, Mex- uh, uh mexican street corn elote okay. <laughs> yeah. and like i think aesthetically when you you when we when we make it if you leave the corn whole it looks better it looks right better. <laughs> and so uh, miguel never comes out the back like he is our superhero with the with the with the mask on you just don't okay. know his identity and so for him, he's like, this looks, this looks great. Like, I love this. Like, you know, and we're like, hey, people want to share this. Yeah. So let's give it the option to cut. <laughs> and he was like, he hated it. I think he, he still he hates, still it. hates it. <laughs> <laughs> he hates it. But it's always, you know, it's cool to give that option. You know what I mean? But, you know, that's, that's one thing that I was like, mm, no, you know, I think it's perfect whole. It's like, ah, if, you know, if we look at the numbers based on people that came so far, it's probably been more corn in half. But I think aesthetically, it does look great, just whole. But it's just like, hey, you're out with your girl. We don't want to order two corns. You know, mm. let's, let's let's divvy this up. Right. So there's, there's like a utility <laughs> aspect to it. <laughs> yeah, but these are the these are <laughs> the discussions battles. we're having <laughs> while actually being active in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You know, orders are coming in and orders are being ran out. But these are the discussions we're having amongst ourselves, you know, um, because it's real live data. Um, and then it's also that that moment where you go, well, OK, you know, what do we do then? What yeah. do we do to make not just the meal better, but the experience better for the consumer? Yeah. Um, and that's the most important thing. You, like, you can't trick anyone nowadays. Right. So it's best that 
you not cater to your consumer, but you cater to creating the best experience and having the best intentions possible mm -hmm. so that they can kind of curate and speak on their own uh, behalf of what they got a chance to partake in. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, we're in the kitchen discussing any and everything and the way like the way Miguel and Rob kind of like <laughs> battle back and forth, like, like definitely Miguel is undefeated at like blocking a lot of <laughs> concepts and ideas. <laughs> but Rob is so resilient that he's like, one of these are gonna fucking land, you know? Like you're gonna one of these ideas are gonna land. I'm gonna come in here one day and I'm gonna pitch something to you and you're gonna go, okay, I'm with it. Uh, I only pitched one idea and uh, and that was at the start of our inception, and I've been minding my business since then. And it got through, you know what I mean? So we just need a few more votes and some more momentum mm -hmm. and hopefully it'll make the menu. But um, there's always something being thrown out every day, uh, not just from, you know, what we do on the menu, even how quick it takes us to prep or even our route to the restaurant. You know, like we're always tinkering with something, you know, uh, whether it's how early we come in, how early we, how late we leave, how mm -hmm. Uh, how we clean, you know, how we store, you know, how we organize the walk-in. Like there's always something involving some form of like uh, tinkering and, and revamping and, and uh, rolling out something new, even if it's just amongst us and performing. Yeah. I mean, that, that keeps you all from getting like stagnant. Like there's, there's no yeah. sort of like, you know, part where you're like, oh, okay, like we're, we're just going to do it status quo and it's going to yeah. be like this for 10 plus years whatever but th there's always some sort of like things where you can adapt change improve alter to where like it it kind of almost shifts other aspects of your work and and your and the way you approach it too which is really cool yeah yeah exactly yeah um you know it's interesting like i i, I sort of also think about it from sort of like how the interplay of food and culture and I, I heard this also on, on the Dave Chang podcast, but they, they talked about like food in terms of just like the consumptive culture, like you're, you're consuming culture by eating that food. And at the same time, you're experiencing that culture too. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I want to go into what you were talking about earlier of like how you're, you're sourcing the ingredients, how, how that kind of comes into the, the creation of your menu items and, and kind of like how that's evolved. Cause that's, that sounds really fascinating. Just like, where do you get the food? How does that, create new ideas for food um, on the menu? Like, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, um, so like one big change from say our pop-ups last year to, to opening up the last week of April for service out here is importing uh, corn, uh, blue heirloom corn from Mexico. And so me personally, uh, I, I was with Miguel where we had bought a masa that still needed to be processed a little bit, but just formed out and and uh, portioned out and to be pressed out into tortillas. But this was the first time where uh, personally I saw, you know, corn, you know, dry corn, um, then go through this process of being cooked down with lime water um, uh, to just release certain nutrients and be able to be processed to then be put in a meal to where it's grinded down until you get, you know, this masa um, that's then formed out um, and portioned out into to, uh, different weights for different size tortillas. Um, not only that, but <clears throat> we cook our 
that same you know processed corn that we process just with just with lime water no preservatives or anything like that um and to putting it on a clay kamal uh which is super indigenous in mexico is what you would see um in probably a lot of people's homes uh from that region um to where you know to even where you put a, a certain uh, a lime mixture on the kamal to make it a non-stick surface and so you know to take that corn process it that traveled all the way from oaxaca uh to then putting it on a clay kamal um you know from the same region you know versus say just a, a normal plancha a normal flat grill um you know it's to us it's special I, I don't know if everybody does that you know what i mean but for us it was essential to just what we wanted to do and not saying that there there aren't people that do just this process with the tortilla but if it's like we're doing that with our tortilla then whatever we're filling it with you know you know it has to be along those same lines as far as like our quality so um staying true to that you know not using soy-based products I, I saw one of David Chan's I know we dropped his name a couple of times during this this episode he he had a, he raised a question where He's like, you know, some of these plant-based products with how they're processed, can we make the argument that this is still unhealthy for you, mm -hmm. right? Um, no shade to anybody using soy-based products um, and not just using soy as that main ingredient, just with other things. Mm -hmm. With us, you know, you know, we take a sweet potato and co uh, cook it and poach it down, um, and you know we we play with the textures to to come out with this tempura sweet potato taco, and there's there's no preservatives. There's no. It's actually it's actually vegan food that's healthy because mm, you know yeah, for the transitioning yeah. people, um, you know it's you know vegan junk food as we had a, a conversation yeah. about it to where our stuff is gluten free, um, our stuff is soy free. Our food. Let me not say stuff. Um, except, and then it's pretty much gluten-free with the exception of our tempura, um, taco. That's one thing that me and Miguel battle with. He's like, I'm not using gluten-free flour. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not using rice flour. You didn't win that battle. <laughs> so, uh, just like, nah. So, you know, so for us, um, these ingredients are kind of like, uh, you know, they're original to us. I know there's that authentic to us. I know there's that conversation of being like, this is authentic. And me and Miguel had a conversation about what's true to us is authentic. You know what I mean? Uh, trying to chase and, and say, you know, we go to this region and we're like, we're going to copy everything exactly that they're doing wouldn't be authentic to us. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, for us, we, we, we took, we take, um, and Miguel brings this stuff from his childhood um, and just, you know, we have this blend and, and it, it, it's what you see in front of you when you come eat with us. So, um, from, from our tortillas to, you know, we source our mushrooms from locally from out here. Um, everything's organic. Um, it's, it's actually healthy. I know tacos aren't, you know, the, aren't always seen as the number one healthy item, but it's just like, man, no preservatives, all from scratch. Mm -hmm. um, man, built built and made with a lot of love. So, mm -hmm. yeah. What you see on our menu are an actual ingredients. 
Like, so what you read is what you're getting. Yeah. Um, and that's always mind blowing to customers as well, even down to our agro pressers, you know, like what you read is what you get. Uh, and we try our best to stick to that. Um, like circling back to the pop-ups, the, the cool thing was um, each pop-up, we would play with our budget and try to cut it in half, but still see if we could deliver the same elevated quality food mm. uh, without skipping any steps. So that was a lot of like training and tutelage gained to where now that we're in this, this, this space we're in and operating, um, we're able to do some cool, unique things with giving you great quality food um, and try our best to make sure that it's affordable to those that may not come across this type of cuisine on a regular basis or have uh, accessibility to it. Um, to where, you know, the fact that we're not using those, those companies that we're not going to name on this because they're not sponsoring either of us, right? Yeah. But uh, to where we don't have to mark up our prices extremely crazy mm -hmm. high to just exist, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's also about like delivering quality food, but also understanding the sustainability of running a business mm -hmm. as well. Um, all those things have to be kept in mind in order for both of us to coexist in the same system, right? Customer and business owner. Yeah. So, um, but it is all about not just culture of the cuisine, but our personal culture. Mm -hmm. Us being from LA, what we experience, what we grew up on, you know, what an elote looks and feels like to us, or, mm -hmm. you know, what our chocolate looks like to us, or, um, you know, what's, what, what makes good fresh tortillas and, and, and salsa and guac, like all these things, are things that we experienced because of what we grew up eating and what was in our surrounding environments. Um, so we just try to stay authentic to that, you yeah. know, our experiences. Um, and if you get something that nostalgic from it or you get a new experience from it, great. You, you don't feel like you wasted your time and most importantly, your money, right? Yeah. So, um, and we just hope that it's contagious and other people get to catch on and it grows and they can have these experiences as well. Yeah. Like, like you're, you're honoring your own your own culture you're honoring your own experiences which is awesome i, I think like, I, I think that's what makes this experience really cool because a lot of times like you know you're you're able to really tell that story behind your food behind how you you go about creating it so it, you're really paying homage to that your experiences exactly exactly what are you gonna say rob no i just you know it, it just doubles down on us just being just super minimalist it's like um you can cook it's like okay well let me give you salt and pepper and it's like make this taste good you know? <laughs> so like a lot of our stuff it, it, it can have four ingredients you know or less you know it's it's super straightforward um but it's that combination and it's that that equation you know to kind of show you if you know what you're doing um and just yeah it's just it's super it, it's essential to us and just um yeah man just straightforward yeah. biasly speak <laughs> um i'm kind of curious also i mean we've been talking about all the goods all the everything that's been going well what about what would have been some some challenges or some missteps uh things that have been like oh dang we we effed up not necessarily effed up but like you know we, we had challenges there whether it might have been like um, uh, an item on the menu that you, you had to kind of scrap that didn't work out or just challenges of just running Padron? Look, let me tell you, I recently had to get a job. Like I re I, I realized that um, to give ourselves time to grow, 
um, and just out of necessity for things, you know, since we don't, we don't have this financial backing, uh, we didn't even really get to start Padrone on kind of like our terms, terms like, yeah. <laughs> this is the day we're going to put this amount of money together. And, you know, we we're working on it, but it's kind of like we're working on it until we get that capital to be like, okay, press play. We're going to, we're going to have this visual content. We're going to have this photography. We're going to have this, this marketing plan. Like we didn't get any of that. And so we kind of, it was just like, okay, we got to jump off the clip today. Go like mm -hmm. someone's chasing us jump. And so, um, just one thing of, and just me saying like as far as like are we doing everything we can so as we're figuring out the space we're in um you know what we can do to attract customers adding delivery options um all of these things how do we get to our demographic like that's just <laughs> everything yeah, that everything we're trying to do is like okay you're doing that but what are you doing when the restaurant's closed well i'm thinking about how to you know do this for a restaurant i'm making these phone calls it's like but you know for me it was like those days are are we making money to help fuel this because we don't have this uh this safety net and so you know one of the things for me was thinking that once we press play on on this my own business we'll be good these tacos will pay for you know three human beings rent uh dependents bills and all that from day one and to be honest it it, it wasn't like that it isn't like that and so for me, yeah, it was, okay, well, let's adjust the hours and, you know, we're going to need to get a job <laughs> and be working Monday through Thursday so that everything isn't dependent mm -hmm. upon if we sell a thousand tacos this weekend. And so that's one thing as far as like, I thought I was doing everything until, you know, I realized like, well, actually I could be working still. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're humble dudes and, for me, it was like, all right, well, Padron can still be, can still exist. It will still exist. Um, it will still be failing. We're still failing forward and pushing forward. Um, but it was like Monday through Thursday. Yeah, you're you're back to work. You know, you got to keep the cash flow going. And mm -hmm. so um, for me, that was one thing, you know, immediately it's like where I thought like, dang, do I still have to kind of work for somebody else? And it's like, yeah. So, you know, I'm smiling in somebody else's kitchen you know, thinking about what we're going to do this weekend or mm. when I get off work at six o'clock, seven o'clock, I need to go uh, uh, pick up these groceries. And when Miguel gets off work and, you know, we're called Chase and we're heading to the kitchen to go prep uh, for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. You know, this 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 week we all worked, you know, Monday through Thursday. Miguel's working Monday through Friday. Uh, I'm me and Chase will open the restaurant while I'm waiting for Miguel to get off work. Um, and then, you know, we have we have two days at this space and then we're doing a convention on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, you got to constantly switch gears, always keep um, always staying focused of what the true goal is. Um, why are we back working? It's like to keep doing what we love to do. Yes. And that's the reality kind of in today's market, which, you know, we might be uh, now finally feeling just maybe as a country, I'm no economist, uh, the results of the 2020 money that may have been floating around um, that isn't anymore with mm -hmm. gas prices and uh, just life. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many people have one income um, that that's enough, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. so reality is it's like, you know, <laughs> you need more than one. And so, it, you know, it was, yeah, 
Dude, I feel that so hard right now. Like, I, I feel like I have like three or four different ways now to like bring in income where yeah. it's like, it just has to be that way. Like, there's just no other way. Like, yeah. I can't even imagine just being yeah. in one place doing one thing and, and that just be it in yeah. terms of, you know, financially. And so right. it's like, you have, you, we were at a place where we kind of have to think that way, but not at a detriment to our well-being. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I I think for me, there's a couple of takeaways. Uh, I, like I expressed to you, like being a serial entrepreneur has its ups and downs, but this is the only thing I've known for like a decade plus. But I think in this time frame of like an uproar and, and people jumping into the world of investing in themselves, the one thing that I had to remind myself is there's like, what, 8 billion people on this planet, right? And majority of them really just want a job. They don't want to create them. Um, so that's what I've learned. I've been aware of it, but I've learned it by being in the, the space and place and situations we're in. Um, there's not a lot of people that are willing to understand what it means to fully be capable of being a full-time operator. Um, the other thing that I, I learned from this is understanding uh, where people may not have the bandwidth and competency level to operate. Uh, according to your pace, but most importantly, understanding how to manipulate these people for doing the right thing that's beneficial, not just for them, but others, mm. right? So learning the skill set of, and the manipulation sounds really bad, right? But learning to manipulate the scenario and situation to get the best performance out of those around you and that you may encounter, that you may not even be doing long-term business with. It may be a short-term inter- uh, interaction that could affect your business in a positive or negative way. Yes. So the skill set of, of developing new, new uh, characteristics and methods as a leader, and then understanding like how to inception those to lead themselves to perform the things that they say they can or should, should be doing, mm-hmm. right? So it's a lot of like, it sounds nasty. It's a lot of manipulation, right? But it, ha- it has to be done for the greater good of everyone, yeah. right? So you're not, you're not utilizing this to benefit yourself, but you're like, if I have to coexist in this environment with you or in this industry with you, I'm going to run into you a lot or I'm going to have to do business with you a lot. Mm-hmm. So how do I take control of this scenario to where even you don't realize you're thriving based off of what I'm imputing? Hmm. Right. But it makes our transactions and our and our our professional lives a lot easier. Hmm. So that's what I've I've come into, like find understanding of what the what a hassle could be, but how to maneuver through these hassles and kind of be a definite optimist and get the performance side straight so you can get the results you want out of it. Yeah, if that it, makes any sense it's it's not telling your girlfriend you know if she needs to go to the gym it's like i love how you look <laughs> i love how you look in that shirt like we're, give, we're giving a d- dating and relationship advice now great <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not maybe you should go to the gym with me it's it's hey you know i love it when you're in that 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 top i love it you know what i mean just i think we had a conversation in our in our, yeah, in our book club yeah manipulation and how <laughs> that negative connotation with manipulation but it's like like we had a conversation with one person about something that person talked to a gatekeeper and we got what we wanted and that the intent wasn't like I'm gonna tell Susie so she can tell Jackie 
and then Jackie can do what we want. It was like, yo, we we want to do these. We want to make this change for the better. Um, we're talking about it with you. And through that energy from that conversation, it then spread to another conversation mm -hmm. and then action happened. And then all of a sudden, you know, a change happened yeah. to, that affected everybody for the better. So mm -hmm. that would be like an example. Yeah. It's just like observation, self-awareness and awareness, essentially, right? So if 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 you're the, the best left-handed chef with perfect knife cuts and you know, Rob's a better multitasker and you know what I mean? It's understanding people's modalities in their process, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then being being capable of going, I need to go directly to you for this. And then that'll trickle down to this person, maybe doing this. And yes. right. So it's that. It's that whole thing of like early essence company culture that you're yes. developing and growing so that when you're full fledged and shiny, you know, you don't have to do weird things like get pet insurance and give out free food. You know what I mean? You have to do all these weird, unnecessary things to create good company culture, mm -hmm. right? You have been through the ringer to where, you know, good company culture is just sanity, good sanity mm -hmm. in the environment for everyone. So our sanity's definitely been tested. Um, but we've gotten some cool skill sets out of it. Um, uh, we've been able to brush up and polish on some things we've already had in our, uh, our toolbox, but, um, even though it sounds like it's been, you know, uh, morbid and brooding and that has not been the case, nah. um, it's been a great experience. Uh, but the, the cool thing is the response and respect that we get from those in our industry and customers. I mean, the product is, it speaks for itself. Um, you know, we have to sell it obviously, and we're doing our best to scale up and do so, but the product's been tested by those that, are, that stand in the same industry that Rob and Miguel stand in. And it's been tested by people that have never thought in their mind they would ever consume anything plant-based. Um, and it's been tested by people that have lived this life being plant-based and continuously live that life. So um, the product speaks for itself those that are running the product have to start speaking up more and doing more. And that's what we've been, been forced to do thanks to life and situations. Yeah. It, it feels like, uh, sometimes it feels like you're, you're destined to be a Kendrick Lamar, but at that point in time, you're the opener <laughs> <laughs> and you know, deep down, it's yeah. like, yo, <laughs> I know this is, you know, I've been working so that yeah. this isn't look like this doesn't look like crap that the product isn't crap so the work has been put in yeah. and you're you know you're giving it out you know what i mean yeah. and you know there there might be people at the show early and they're looking at you like yo this guy is nice like mm -hmm. you know like i think he's gonna be somebody you know and there's people there that are like yo i, I don't even want to listen to you i came here for the opening act you know yeah um, and I use that as a reference because I was at a show where Kendrick was opening for, you know, and I knew somebody that's not doing music anymore that was one of the headliners at the time. Uh, yeah. um, and so it's kind of like when I go back and, and I listen to Kendrick's project that he performed that night, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, how could nobody know that this guy, if you're going to progress from here, you know what I mean? It's, it's you know, it, there's there's no ceiling, but again, it's just, you know, if you're the opening act, you go out there and you perform like you're at Madison Square Garden. You do it every time. You prepare for it every time. You work for it like that every time. And, um, you know, when you go viral, when it catches on or, you know, you start to slowly build that fan base. Um, and so I just think it's uh, it's just having that 
uh, that mentality to just keep pushing mm-hmm. through, keep showing up, you know what I mean? No matter what, if nobody comes to your show, you know, um, and, you know, you do the work and, and, you know, the results should come, they will come, um, cause hard work always pays off. Uh, so yeah, you heard it here first listeners. I mean, we have Padron being the next Kendrick Lamar of food. So <laughs> <laughs> be on the lookout for that. <laughs> And just for clarity, I mean, we didn't we didn't step into this being arrogant or delusional, um, but you know, we definitely bank on our our work ethic. We definitely bank on always having uh, good intentions, and uh, whenever we do present something to the world, we're not coming as opportunists and users. We we really want to give and provide resources that we have amongst ourselves and share them. Uh, because we respect the fact that you're not just dedicating your, your money, but you're dedicating your time yeah. to something that was in Rob's head. And now it's, it's in front of you. So, um, so it, it's, it's one of those things to where it's, you guys are catching us in this stage of uh, we're like evolving really fast. Um, the brand is, is strong and it's growing as it should at its pace, not at, not at, not at, not at our impatient owner pace. Mm. Um, and the interactions that we're actually having with the people is what validates, you know, um, those moments to where you're battling your ego or you're, or you're, you're battling your truth, right? When you talk to the consumers and they give their reviews and they can mention you by name, or when you see a returning customer and you know their order, but you're also able to talk to them about things outside of the restaurant, what's going on in their, their world. Um, those moments of humility just helps you understand that you have to keep showing up, like Rob said keep doing this because you are a resource and you are giving more than just product. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, a, a definite sneak peek for our, our listeners, uh, myself and Martine, who couldn't be here today. Uh, we will be visiting Padron uh, in the next. Let's go. Week. Yeah. Uh, we're excited oh. to be able to meet finally them in person uh, as well as be able to try their delicious food. So if, if you know, we're going there, what do you, what is what is the recommendation? What what do y'all recommend we get for sure to eat there? As it there. Yeah, uh look, our sweet potato taco. <laughs> okay. My favorite was the barbacoa mushroom, but the for since we've been open, like the response, the wow factor sweet has potato. been the, the tempura sweet potato taco. Um, obviously the elote. Yes. Uh I'm gonna get the actual corn, not yeah. the, not the, <laughs> not the <laughs> broken down. <laughs> He's actually going to smile when he sees that order come in and it's not a request and he cut in pieces. He's going to be like, yeah, go I like this at, person. Go glance at me like, yeah. <laughs> um, our, our spinach pineapple agar fresca is, is, a, is a favorite of ours. You know, the, the thing with us is like, say you, you prepare and you show up and nobody's there. We're constantly eating our food. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> Um, I think that's one of our favorites. Um, chips and guac for sure. Chips yep. and guac. That moves like crazy as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, the blue chips, the sweet yeah. chips and guac. <laughs> yeah. I, I make the guac. I'm proud. You know, okay. Okay. Yo, doesn't, okay. yo doesn't let me do too, too much. You know what I mean? But like, I've realized that, you know, he's running the show and I'm, I, I'm the supporting cast. Like I'm the background dancer. And it, sometimes you got to just background dance your heart out. You know what I mean? And so, 
one thing he lets me do, you know, without uh, double checking is, is the guac, you know, so, you know, you definitely got to have the chips and guac because <laughs> honestly, the, the barbacoa mushroom bowl, it's, it's growing a fan base too. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Oh, so, definitely. Um, and shoot, by the time you come up, we'll, we'll, we might have the grilled maitake. Yeah. Um, in some shape or form. Um, that's one of my favorite mushrooms. Um, that might, it, 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 I can pretty much say it'll be, it'll be here. Oh, I'm ready. Like I'm ready for all of that. Like, I'm like, no joke. I'm probably gonna order everything off the menu. Like I, just, yeah. <laughs> just cause like, I, I love food and I, I love trying new food and yeah. especially like seeing all the pictures off of your guys' Insta, um, and seeing just like how, it, like you said, it looks so simple and it looks like it, it's something where it gravitates people towards. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm sure people who follow us on, uh, Insta taste of meeting, like we'll probably have some sort of video or pictures of that too. So definitely they can engage that way. Food tour. Yeah. Food, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm excited like to get you guys' feedback, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the scariest thing is getting feedback from those, you know, because you got to keep seeing them in your life. You know what I mean? So, um, we're, we're, we're never running away from any feedback. Like we're not, you know, cry babies or anything. It's all like, uh, information that helps you improve. Like Rob will tell you, like, I'll get held down in a 30, 40 minute combo about someone yeah. giving me their feedback and their input um and it's it's all informative and you know if you guys remember my episode i am not the food guy but i i think i've learned a lot thus far being in this sector and um you know i think you know these two respect you know my ability to read and understand our customers and regurgitate back information and you know they make the right adjustments and you know uh they're really good at what they do and the great thing about them is they have this mentality of like no matter what they know, they know nothing. So every day they come in with this, uh, this mind frame of getting better. Um, and then, you know, my thing is everything I know is what I've learned, but everything I'm sure of is through experience. So in order for me to be sure of what the hell I'm doing, I'm glad I get to be in the kitchen with them to get the experience, you know? Um, and thus far, you know, like it's, it's making a lot of sense. Things are beginning to coalesce, but it's definitely about this summer run, good weather. Um, we're going to step out more, uh, do pop-ups in, in certain popular places and locations, um, do this food festival run, and, you know, hopefully venture back home to LA too, to kind of return back yeah. to where we're from and show everybody what we've been working on up here. Yeah. That's super dope. And, uh, Chase, I mean, you may have opened up a floodgates there. I, I, I don't think I've ever told y'all, like one of my dreams, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I, I would have wanted to be a food critic. Mm, still so, you still can. Yeah, I mean, I still could, I suppose. I, I suppose I could. Uh, so, you you know, I you will get feedback from me, whether you ask for it or not. <laughs> I need it. We definitely need it. I feel like this would translate so good for just you personally. Um, it, it's like it's like these are the not not that you needed prerequisites because it's like anybody's like well, i'm gonna just write this up everybody on yelp is a is a food critic <laughs> yeah, basically but everybody on yelp doesn't have a podcast that's yeah. literally uh surrounded around conversations about food so i feel like it's like who better than um than you so that would be uh that would be dope that would be, yeah. be dope thank you for that it'll, it'll, it gives me a little extra boost for when i do decide to do that it's a killer <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
One star. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe the hype. <laughs> this is what I got for what I paid for. <laughs> oh, oh, it's no. so funny getting like um, a couple years ago when I got my first like <laughs> public review on food, just like the one star Yelp, um, you know, for another brand. You take it, you take it personal. You know what I mean? You it's it's hard not to, especially when you're passionate about things. But again, we go back to like being perfect, right? It's like, um, especially when a restaurant gets gets busy, you know, sometimes, you know, you can be as prepared as you want. What's the the mic? You know, everybody's prepared yeah. to get hit in the face. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> we're getting hit in the face, yeah. you know, and you're trying your hardest to maintain the quality as volume increases, but everything you put out, even though you try hardest, it may not be the best, you know what I mean? And so that one day you do get that review where somebody's like, mm, you know what I mean? You got one shot and this is a this is a seven, not a 10. You kind of got to take that with a grain of salt and just, you know, uh, work on and, and kind of look at what they said and kind of like, you know, try not to, you know, personalize it too much, but um, it's just the industry we're in. So it's just, uh, but I remember, man, my feelings were hurt. I was like, I was calling around. I wasn't there that day. I was pointing <laughs> fingers. It's super immature. Um, but then, you know, you, I, you know, you kind of reflect back and you're like, man, that was in hindsight, like, oh, that was terrible. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we all got to have accountability. And there's going to be times where you want it to be perfect and it's not just with everything we do. So um if you do give us a one star review, you know I won't be too mad at you, Charlie. But you know. I'll go, I'll go extra hard on the the chips and guac, okay. just for you. <laughs> <laughs> he made this, <laughs> man. I could have gotten Chipotle. Yeah. Kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I I really appreciate having y'all on today. At least to really cap out our our, our this season and and really sort of see the journey. Uh, ever since you know we we brought Rob on brought chase on i think we we're still in the early stages of padrone y'all are in this whole new stage and i can't wait to visit y'all and, and get to experience it for myself so thank yep. you we'll, we'll make sure wait. the music's a1 oh yeah you know weather's gonna be good so we're gonna pray to you know pray to the universe that you guys get a sunny day mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. and uh you know i'll be running out your food man you oh, know that <laughs> yeah yeah, we, we forced Chase to uh, <laughs> to be the mouthpiece and to interact. You know, he's friend of the house boss. So it's just like, Miguel never wants to come out. I'm like, eh. Chase, like, no, you got to meet this person. They, they're such and such and such and such. I'm like, mm. and, you know, Chase, like, ah, whatever. And he has to field and just be the, the, the front of the house quarterback. You know, did you guys get that? This came through. Da, da, da. There's this question. And he does a great job of just fielding it. So if, uh, if Chase doesn't come back to like run food out, I'm like, oh, he, he has to be in a deep conversation. <laughs> uh, and then I'll, I'll run some food out and he'll be like, hey, Rob, you need to meet Megan. She's a uh, such and such and da da da. And, and uh, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, and, and, and somehow they're just a person that's in, important um, and just, you know, they're, they're human beings. And, you know, it could be somebody giving feedback. It could be, this one guy, you know, we gave a drink to, he runs an art gallery and he wants us to pull up at this space and he's constantly just interacting with the community and just having those, those conversations. So I love that. He'll, you know, 
he'll, he'll you know, <laughs> might even bust your table down for you, you know? Yeah. Buddy, you're doing everything. <laughs> nah, Rob will too. You'll yeah. see Rob drag a heat lamp out, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but that, I mean, that's the thing, man. Just being, like I said, just, you know, manipulating those in a positive way because the person that's supposed to bust your table will feel some type of way like, oh, wait, these guys are actual owners and they're busting, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's that thing about being infectious in the positive way. Yep. And, you know, trying to get the best results for everyone and anyone. But, yeah. you know, I'm excited, man. I'll, I'll run your food out. You know, I, I may not look like I work there. You know, these guys let me dress how I want. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah he told you. He told Chase, no, no uniform, bro. Like, wear whatever you want. We need the cool representation. Like, yes. oh, this yes. guy works here? Like, what? Like, <laughs> you know, so. I mean, I, I think that that's what, that's what makes sort of like what y'all doing is it really is sort of like the word you used earlier, accessible. It, it's sort of that like you're you're part of the fabric of the community, and and you know you're not you're not separate from it. You're, you're sort of like in, integrated within it. You're showing like, hey, I we, we have this great food. We're 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 just as connecting with y'all as we are part of this business. You know what it reminds me of, Charlie. Humanizing the brand, shameless plug. Humanizing the brand. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all don't know about that, go back and listen to that episode <laughs> while we're on hiatus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more about, uh, less about competition and more about community. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, um, before we call this a wrap, um, any, any shout outs, anything y'all want to plug before we say goodbye to our listeners? uh well i, I want to thank robin miguel for this opportunity um it's been a great experience cool journey it's only going to get better uh, i want to thank you and martine for always you know giving us a platform to speak on yes. thanks for uh you know giving the guests that i suggested a chance to have a platform to speak on too mm-hmm. um, we appreciate you guys for that um i thank your audience for even listening to us again mm-hmm. um uh, I would be excited to do some powwow, some like pop wow type of meetup and yeah. get a chance to meet your audience. Hmm. Uh, thanks for making me one of the top listen episodes. Um, you know, I appreciate last you. Last I checked, I think you, you still are. <laughs> 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 and uh, just anybody that supports, you know, our brand overall and supports your brand as well. Just thank you guys for your time. Yeah. You got a real platform, man. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really think I really understood what it really means to have a platform you know you can have followers and you can repost something you know what i mean the social media sense of a platform but you have like you have a real platform man so it's just it's we appreciate you um and it's just been great to uh to be working on our stuff and and, and trying to grow and, and be better and just seeing you and martine uh do the same thing uh, you know, I want to plug Taste of Meaning merch. I still need to cop mine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I definitely thought that was a long sleeve <laughs> tee, bro. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, we, we do technically have a long sleeve tee now. It's just white, but... Okay, <laughs> bet. Enough said. Enough yeah. said. Yeah. And most importantly, man, uh, to anyone listening that has this desire to, like, invest in themselves and, and you know, create their own thoughts and ideas and bring them to life, you know, uh, we want to thank you, too. Because yeah. we need more people to kind of take a, a shot on themselves and um, kind of get this thing going to where um, we're not afraid of failing forward and we're not we're not afraid of learning from our successes as well. So, yeah. um, so anyone out there questioning an idea in their head or going back and forth with taking a shot on themselves, 
You know what I mean? Jump before life push you. Yeah. So you might as well go for it. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's, that's perfectly said. I, I would just, I would double stamp that. And I would just say like, from our, our experience of, of doing taste and meeting, like I, I really am starting to lean into like, it's never, nothing's ever going to be that perfect. I think you just kind of have to move forward with whatever it is you want to move forward with that you are, you know, you're going to enjoy, you know, you're going to like wake up and think about like, yeah, what can I do more about this? What can I, how can I bring up, how can I sort of bring together a community to really like, you know, move forward with what I want to do. And I think that's how I've seen taste and meaning to be. It's just like, I know it's not going to be perfect in whoever's eyes or even my eyes, but I know it's something I love doing. And and in our case, we like bridging community and culture and food. We mm-hmm. get to talk to great people. So can't have more than that. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you. Always. For Thank sure. You. For sure. So I will see you all in Oakland. Hey, yo, Taste Me and listeners. Did you know on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you can actually leave us a rating? Yeah. That's right. So you want to help grow this podcast even more, be sure to visit Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us the rating and give us as high as a score you think we deserve. I say give us five stars and honestly, you probably should. So please be sure to check out both Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and please enjoy the rest of this episode. I hope everyone had an amazing time listening to the episode. Again, sincere apologies. I couldn't make it. You know, I've been very busy at work, but I'm really happy that Charlie was able to take on that role of talking to both Chase and Rob. And from what I can hear, it sounded amazing. So thank you, Charlie. It was nerve wracking for for anybody. (laughs) How was it being the mediator? How does it feel having my my role? Yeah, it's so nerve wracking. Like, this is why, like, I prefer to do podcasts with like a (laughs) co-host because doing that by myself, like it, I can do it. It's not a problem, but it's just like, it it felt very unnatural and it's like, Oh (laughs) no, I'm really happy that you took off the challenge and you did great, dude. No worries. Like it was awesome, but let's talk about Padron grill. Now that like, you know, how we're recording this, this is a couple of weeks after we went and we can talk about our experiences and we can talk about the whole like little trip we've had, had, we had as well. Yeah, so like, yeah, I want you to build it out. I want you to like, you're better at the structure. So take it away, Charlie. Okay. All right. So Martin, he ended up flying and then I myself, <laughs> for the first time for the first time, which I mean, I'm, I'm curious to hear how that went. Uh, <laughs> so then myself and my wife, we, we drove up there. So do not, right, this is a forewarning to people do not drive up to Portland from SoCal. It's a long, long trip and I don't recommend it. And, and I'll tell you why towards the end of this. Um, but before I go to that, Martin, how was flying for the first time? I am as of right now, 24 years old. I was 24 when I took my first flight, which was at the end of June, 2022. And in within a span of one week, I flew three times <laughs> and it wasn't bad. It honestly, like once you take off, it feels like a, for a second, just like a roller coaster, like getting ready to go up, but that was it. Like it wasn't bad at all. It was pretty, it was the only thing I would say like, yeah, you are like kind of in a sardine type scenario stuck to other people, but it wasn't bad. It felt nice. Um, I didn't get up at any point because I think I was just scared to walk around in case I was going to get like motion sickness or something. But yeah, once you're up in the air, you can like get up, walk to the restroom, stretch a bit. So it wasn't as bad as everyone has been telling me it was. And I only had one short delay. That was when I was going from LAX to Portland. 
but everything else, I didn't ex- encounter any turbulence, nothing got canceled. It was everything worked to be nice, honest. Nice. It was Did you a, get a, a free drink up there. Yes, I got a free, a free water. Good, good. <laughs> They're offering like water and like soda, and I don't really drink soda, so I was like, I'll get some water. And I got cookies, what they consider cookie was like a cracker, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, only one of my flights, yeah, I flew both Delta and Southwest, and only the Delta flight to Portland actually had like it's a screen for me to watch a movie. Mm. So I saw a movie on the flight, but the other two flights didn't have a screen. I think I was assuming because the other two flights were like pretty much an hour and a half and less. Yeah, usually shorter ones. Yeah. yeah. So, but it was good. Thank you for asking. It was definitely something that I'm happy I got it off my my chest and not my chest. I just got, I got out of the way. So I'm happy yeah. to start traveling longer and further now. Good, good. Yeah, my experience was quite quite the opposite. Um, I, I think if if we would have driven um, and probably stayed at more places in between, it probably would have felt less tiresome. Um, just because we decided, you know what, the sooner we can get to our destination and just unpack and, and chill out wherever we were going, the better. Um, just because we were bringing our dog too, and so we were stressed out about that. We wanted to make sure he was settled, and so we did a straight drive from. Southern California up to South San Francisco the first day. And I would recommend for that one, probably taking the coast. It's a lot more enjoyable. Uh, I do not recommend just driving straight through Central California. It is a tough drive. I'll say that. Um, So we got up there, South San Francisco. Uh, I don't think, I don't think I saw you then yet. No, Um, no, we didn't see until Portland. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, we just, hung out there for the night and then afterwards we drove up to portland the next day so that was a good 10 hour drive uh still remember it it was rough um so we got up there and got in the evening and then we had dinner together and mm-hmm. so we went to a place uh that was recommended by one of our former guests katrina and she recommended a place called a uh, phuket cafe which is a thai restaurant serving a lot more food that's um sort of uh related to Phuket and so uh it was a James Beard nominee award winner chef who uh, opened this restaurant and one of my favorite dishes from there was uh fish actually and so I was really really surprised because we ordered like how many dishes like 15 dishes it was we got we got everything on the menu except for the 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 steak yeah which was probably like 15 dishes but like they're kind of like 15 you know, some of the, some of them were smaller dishes that were mm-hmm. more tapas. Some of them were like a little bit larger that we could all share. And I was surprised that one of my favorite dishes was actually a fish dish because growing up, like I was terrified of eating fish because my, my parents would make it at home and I would always be terrified of like choking on a, a fish bone. Yeah. Um, Cause I think like actually someone in my family did and like, <sighs> it was just terrifying to watch. And so that was why, like I was nervous, but I was like, you know what? fuck it. Like uh, this is a food that like, I really wanted to try. It sounds really good. And so it was actually like a fried fish. And they said like, they fried the whole thing to where you can actually just eat the bones too. So I was like, cool, makes it easier. And it was like, had different herbs on it, like peanuts. Um, and then you can eat it on like a bed of romaine lettuce. Freaking fantastic. Like it was delicious. It had a great crunch to it. Um, it was like a mixture of like fried, but also refreshing because of the, mm-hmm. the herbs and veggies. So like that was probably one of my favorite dishes at that restaurant. Um, what about you? Mine were the oysters for sure. Oh, you like the oysters? Okay. The oysters are really good. I really like the sides they had to put like to basically serve the oysters with like the 
the sauce they had with it as well mm-hmm. as like was it caviar it wasn't caviar right no 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 that was a different dish um okay, they had yeah. like kind of like fried garlic thank you yes yeah. which was that's why i was thinking it's caviar but i like the little spoon with it as well but i really like that one that was re- like again another fish based item it was really good nice nice so yeah we we had a great um dinner there and then you know the next day uh i think we were just kind of doing stuff on our own um for a little bit uh, I had breakfast at one of my favorite breakfast places, La Petite Provence, got their um, Monte Cristo there. Um, I also got a one of my favorite dishes, which is like a like a baked egg in a cast iron skillet. Um, okay. Yeah, so good. So good. Um, so then that night dinner, we actually had dinner with another um, podcast guest, Winnie. And so uh, we went to another Thai restaurant. I think we were just in the mood for Thai <laughs> while we were over there. Uh, so the place that we went to was called Farmhouse. Um, and this place was great. I think one of my favorite dishes there, and I think it might actually be one of yours as well, which is they did a braised short rib yes. um, with a curry, which is the like their Penang curry, which is a, a really sort of like red, spicy red um, curry. Mm-hmm. And they had like broccoli on the side, some bell peppers, some um, rice with it. It was mind blowing. Like to, to have like curry is one thing, but to have curry done in a way, it's like a braised short rib where like if the meat falls off and then you have it with the spiciness of the curry, like it was just out of this world. Like I really enjoyed that one. Like Charlie is not kidding. Like it was delicious. And I didn't think it was as spicy <laughs> as the rest of y'all did, <laughs> but it had a kick and it was, and which gave it so much more flavor. Like, I like that it was, like, it had that kick to it. It was so good. And, like, to his point, it fell right off the bone. You just dip into the sauce. You can kind of drown it in the sauce and just, oh, my God, it was amazing. But yeah. there wasn't, that wasn't the only thing that happened. Oh, um, so next thing that we did, that- <laughs> fine, go ahead, tell it. So, um, that's, so, it's the Sunday that Charlie and I actually met that first day in Portland was actually his birthday. So, the next day we went to the farmhouse, we did tell the staff while Charlie was distracted that it was his birthday and we wanted to like give him but you know to celebrate him and they came out and like and you can explain it more too but it was probably the best birthday celebration I've ever seen at the restaurant that like the the staff would like put on they had sparklers they had music they're chanting they're singing like I was guessing a traditional like Thai birthday song I I didn't I didn't I didn't know what was going on but they were like it was amazing and then like the the assortment of desserts they brought out had spark like like light up sparklers and everything it was insane it was so cool it's probably it like the best thing ever whole ass production it was a whole <laughs> ass production they 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 changed the lights for you too they added yeah. the purple lighting yeah let, let me let me walk people through what Go that through. experience was like so like I'm over here talking to like one of our friends and just like being another podcast apparently. host like another yeah guest. another podcast guest Rubid um <laughs> and then so like we I was just I was like really in conversation apparently like Martine and my wife were like cahooting against me <laughs> they were like you know talking to the the host and whatnot without me knowing and you know like I was I didn't think anything of it like they were clearing the table because we knew we were getting dessert and then I, I overhear is like because I was I was sitting like my on my right was the kind of entrance to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I just hear them just like you know like banging the drum and and all that stuff. And I was like, oh okay, like maybe they just do this every night. Like because the the vibe of the place felt very like, um, like very uplifting and very active and entertaining. And so I was like, oh okay, maybe they just do like song stuff like 
later in the night. That's fine. And I didn't think anything of it. And then they started coming out. I was like, oh, okay. And I actually started clapping. And I was like, oh, okay, this is fun. This is cool. <laughs> and then little did I know they were coming over here like to freaking do a happy birthday thing. And when I say it was a whole ass production, it was a production and I was genuinely surprised. I've never been like surprised for anything like that to where I was just completely caught off guard, but I was. And it was enjoyable to say the least. And the dessert was incredible. Um, I think one of my favorite things on there was actually the coconut ice cream. It was good. Yeah. Like they said that they make it in-house and mm-hmm. it you could tell, like it was delicious. It was creamy and you, you could tell it, it landed more on the side of like, they took fresh coconut to make mm-hmm. this coconut ice cream as opposed to like just doing something preserved. Yeah. It was awesome. And for anyone who wants to see that video of Charlie, check out <sighs> check out the highlights on Taste of Meeting on Instagram. Instagram.com with the book. Just check, check it out on Instagram, Taste of Meeting. We do have a highlight saved for Charlie. Great. So it lives in infamy now. That's, it does live. And fantastic. Evelyn has a video as well. <laughs> so we do have it. But anyways, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then after that, you know, next day, um, I think we just kind of did our own thing. So like I... I my wife and I, we went up to Multnomah Falls and we did that hike, which was something that we would want to do for like years now. We're like, we were like, oh, we're never going to get up this stupid falls because something happens, whether it's like it's raining that day or the conditions aren't great or one of us is, is gets injured. And so it's like, no, we're going to make it this time. And we did. And it was wonderful. We loved it. Um, and then I would say after that on our trip back you know we're we went down to norcal mm-hmm. so this is where it kind of started to go crappy for me because i ended up as as i was like maybe like 30 minutes outside of um, oakland i started feeling nauseous and i think i got food slash liquid poisoning from a starbucks at some point um because i tried oh, so, to re- so you think it was a starbucks i think it was a starbucks i don't think okay. it was anything i ate just because it it didn't make any sense and so yeah. then you know, we stopped at Starbucks. I tried their new drink. I shouldn't have tried their new drink. And I was not feeling great. So then I was like, maybe, maybe it's just, I was hungry. Maybe I was hungry. I hadn't really eaten much that day. So we went out anyways to get ramen um, mm-hmm. at a place that another uh, Taste of Meaning guest, Baldwin, um, had recommended. So we all had dinner together, got ramen. That was pretty good. I wish I could have eaten more of it <laughs> that yeah. night. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was a great time to see uh, Baldwin. Mm-hmm. And then I will leave it to Marthy now to talk about his experience with Padron Grill, which I was so sad that I didn't get to go because I was not feeling great. Yeah, on the final Thursday, Charlie and I were both checking out Friday and the final Thursday of our trip to Oakland. Um, that morning, I'm over here doing my own thing, working out. And then I get a text from Charlie be like, hey, bro, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Can you rent the groceries for me? So I did my best to find what we could in the limited area we had. And Charlie was just, you're out. You're like, your stomach was killing you and I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah. But I was I had the the honor and duty to represent Tasty Meeting for us and went to Padron Grill there that night. I invited one of my friends from college to join me so we can go out together. I haven't seen a Benny Lips in Oakland. So I, I felt it was a cool idea. And I met up, I met Chase and Rob for the first time. Amazing guys, just how they are on the podcast, just like in person, just more awesome. <laughs> They're like great guys, very welcoming, very loving. And they sat us down and they gave me the whole rundown of the entire menu. Chase is so, so freaking knowledgeable of every 
little ingredient and to charlie's point where it was sourced from where it originated the purpose the reason everything as to why it makes their dishes and meals so authentic so real and very dedicated to being like in the part of the community um like rich ingredients as well as making sure everything is vegan but doesn't appear vegan like it tastes just like the meat so he gave me the whole rundown we ordered drinks we ordered food I ordered the chips and salsa. The salsa was amazing. Not gonna lie, the chips are awesome. Like it's just chips and salsa, but they made it work. It was delicious. And I got the lote, which is like corn, and that was amazing. The seasoning and everything was perfect. And then I got their, and I think I was one of the first people to order it. It was their uh, mushroom taco, which was basically like a take on barbacoa, mm. and it was so good, Charlie. I wish I had more time to order. Because I was telling Chase, and we were talking the entire time, so I didn't get even a chance to even order more because I was just so like distracted. I was telling him like, "Bro, I want, I want more. <laughs> I want to order this. <laughs> I want two more, three more." It was amazing, and like, it doesn't taste like it wouldn't be meat. Like, if you didn't tell me, if you told me it was vegan, I'd be like, okay. But if you didn't tell me it was vegan, I'd be like, "Wow, what's in this? Mm. It's so good," and it was good. Like everything they had was awesome and like I, I like I grew up all my life eating like authentic Mexican homemade food and this hits it it like it is authentic food it's just vegan mm. and like and a lot of people I talked about but they, like since my adventures mentioning the food and stuff they're like oh a vegan restaurant a vegan Mexican restaurant I don't know and I'm like no try like like everyone's response is always like I don't know right mm-hmm. we're just mm-hmm. so used to eating meat and not having like alternate like options for me but trust me it it hits the spot and it's not expensive i only spent 25 bucks or three things which you know if you go to mcdonald's that's a lot but if you go to any other like upscale restaurant like you're you're spending like over 70 dollars for three meals mm. and i got this from the 25 like it's not bad especially a vegan option vegan options are typically yeah, pretty expensive that's true like you'll get 10 bucks for like a a vegan chicken sandwich or something right like over here it was like seven eight dollars per item it was amazing Mm -hmm. and yeah like it was just so good i wish i could do a better job explaining it but like the tortillas are all made in house like they have a Mm -hmm. tortilla pressure they make the dough uh presser they make they make the dough and roll it up themselves it's amazing they like prepare all the vegetables day of like everything is prepared and made the day you order it like nothing is like made last week or like overnight like no they come in hours before they open the kitchen to the public and they prepare everything and they wrap it up afterwards like it's their dedication and commitment to what their craft is like you can tell they care and and it's good (laughs) and it's so good and there was a lot of people there ordering padron grill and like rob can't even hang out with us but he's so busy make put like making orders so chase was chase was stuck with us <laughs> but it was amazing and the guys are great and they're like killing it and like they're good they do other big like food pop-ups and like um like kind of like fairs and festivals mm-hmm. and stuff or like pirate parties elsewhere like it's amazing like what these guys are doing and i'm so proud of them that's awesome. so, so proud yeah i i mean i i'm certainly thinking about like planning just I don't know like a day or a weekend trip just to fly up there to eat for drone just because oh no more driving <laughs> no more driving I'm not I'm not doing that for a while if ever again but yeah no like I, I would be down to even take a flight up there and like yeah. try the try their food because honestly like to hear them talk about it hear you talk about it like mm-hmm. it definitely sounds like something I would love to experience yeah like my friend got 
um a bowl and i forgot i think it was like the chicken option bowl mm-hmm. and like he like he loved it he's like wait he i didn't even tell him it was a vegan spot i just told him it was a mexican spot mm-hmm. and he orders like wait there's no meat in here huh i'm like no it's like it tastes just like what it's meant to taste like he's like i didn't i forgot to tell him it was vegan to be honest so like to see his reaction like wait this is vegan he was like <laughs> he was so impressed like it was delicious it was like i don't know and it's a small menu for the meantime so like you don't feel overwhelmed with the options it's probably like three different taco options um like maybe three two or three different like um appetizer options and then uh, like three different drinks so it's very it's a very small menu but mm. everything hits yeah yeah like they have I, I, I love places that do that some do that because it's yeah. like you know they, you know, they we, focus on mm-hmm. those things and make it really um well done yeah and like it's a little corner sh- like kind of hidden which can be a problem as well but i got lost for a second but like once you find it like they have like a whole bar patio seating and it's like two restaurants that use a kitchen so mm-hmm. like it's a really intimate vibes or tvs everywhere i'm pretty sure watching the the warriors when it's the finals in that area would have been amazing yeah like i was i was even telling chase like how was it when the warriors were playing like oh bro it was like it was booming that's cool yeah like everyone with the drinks cheering especially in oakland mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that would have been the place like okay probably not the place but like one of the best spots just to like hang out and watch totally. the game it was great i really liked it happy that we did it nice nice well hey i mean i'm glad we we took our taste of meaning uh food <laughs> tour uh and got to enjoy some great food got to connect with some some people as well in person so yeah i know for me kind of what's upcoming for the summer is really starting to reach out to some guests connect with them and and see if we can um you know get them on to the pod for you all uh and then yeah just personal work and that's really what the summer is going to be like for me what about you yeah, I have been traveling a lot, like trying to, you know, go on planes, <laughs> first of all, and do new experiences. And I'm really excited for what's next. I know, like, by the time this episode is out, I will be on my way to Seattle or already in Seattle. So that'll be a fun experience. And there's just a bunch more things I have hopes for this summer and like for the rest of the year to like go out and like, you know, explore my explore more, uh, explore more of my life. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's yeah now that i have the money to do more <laughs> good good no travel experience the world experience culture i mean yes. I, it's all it's all what we should be doing yes and hopefully next year when you know the pandemic is much better i would love to go internationally nice yeah. i would love to go to asia charlie we're going to thailand <laughs> Dude, i i would be definitely down or japan at least <laughs> i want to go to japan so many things to go but yeah i hopefully within the next like within the next two years i hope to be in many many different countries good good yeah cool, cool. i think that's all we got uh for this you know ending and, and kind of talking about our trip and you know signing off for the off season yep again everyone take care be safe and i'm gonna let charlie do his better version of that <laughs> <laughs> um oh are, are we still uh, are we still promoting um the oh we're the always promoting yeah oh, we're always okay i, always I don't know let, let me let you do that first then <laughs> yeah if you haven't already be sure to check out tasteofmedian.com to get our limited time only basket collection merch we got t-shirts we got long sleeves and we got stickers you can put on everything i know i put on my hydro flask i know i put on my laptop my notebooks my my suitcase i have it everywhere uh, and if you feel like throwing the stickers on the stop sign no one's gonna stop you so <laughs> but yeah, just 
be sure to check out the website. We do have the merch still available before our next collection, which we'll be hopefully planning to work on later this year, if anything. And remember, everyone, all proceeds are 100% going back into the podcast, as well as going to be donated to the LA Regional Food Bank. So yeah. help us get to our goal. We're very close to it. So yeah, that awesome. is all I got. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely meaningful for us to be able to donate to LA Regional Food Bank. Um, I know that's a charity that means a lot to us for, you know, the, this baskets collection for the podcast. And so, yeah, help us get there. Um, like Martin said, we're almost there. So any little bit helps. And so until we catch up with you all, um, you know, enjoy your, your time off throughout the summer or during our off season, and we'll see you back in the fall, continue to take care of yourselves. And most importantly, take care of others. See y'all.